giant Musk. bullshit is the most listened to podcast in the country. country. What are you doing in my house? Hey, hey, chill. We got it. We got to do the episode, the colossal oh, episode oh. review. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. Welcome back. Welcome back to Giant Monster BS. Wow. I'm Gratton Conwell. I'm your host. There are two hosts. The other host is Matt Fields. Who is me? Awesome. <laughs> Today we are reviewing the movie, which is called Colossal from 2015. 15? I thought it was like 16 or 17. Well, there's no way to tell. There's no way to find out. So. Yeah, it's impossible to know. Before we talk about how we feel about this movie, uh, before we try to qualify it, let's quantify it. How many times have you seen it? Uh, I've seen this movie twice. (laughs) (laughs) I had to run the numbers there. I've seen it two times. Uh, One time, the same, you have showed it to me both times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it four times. Jesus. Including this time. Christ. I saw it one time with my girlfriend, which was the first time I saw it. So showed it to my dad, my stepmom, for the second time. Watched it with them as well. Then I showed it to you, and then I showed it to you again this time. That's and there insane. was a, a two year break in there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Maybe even three year break. We were break. in a dorm together when I first saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 2018. It was a little over two years, probably. So this is quite the different animal from yeah. the stuff we've normally been reviewing. God, and it feels good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Showa era stuff. Yeah, when we're talking about Showa era stuff, I feel like critiques of one movie, we're going to, you know, they're going to pop up in another review. And even if, like, not all the same critiques apply to every single movie, the most of the same things can be said yeah, yeah. about those movies. Just because they were all, the subject matter was so similar. And just, and, like, their production styles and, like, the purpose they served. Yeah. In their, like, respective mark markets, like, a lot of the same. Yeah. But this is very different. This is one of the more recent movies that we've touched. And most, maybe the most recent. No, we, we Rampage. Did Rampage. Rampage, yeah. Rampage was more recent than that, yeah. Um, but this, yeah, I, I, I first heard about this when it, before it released, I think it was like after it had been made and went around to some film festivals, but. Yeah, it was getting like attention, I remember. Especially you know. because Giant Monster movie, it was on my radar. Yeah. From a, yeah. pretty early on. And I mean, just there wasn't a ton coming out like this, like this had come out like a little after Godzilla, but like besides that, there wasn't. Yeah, after and Pacific ju- Rim yeah. and before Kong Skull Island, I guess. I think so, and there's a bit of a demand for movies like this, I think, after the success of a couple, or at least, you know, that subject matter. Yeah. You know? It so, still wasn't, like, a popular thing. Not Yeah, but it, but I mean, people were paying attention. Like, it was, like, something that was, like, here, there's a new mm-hmm. one of these types of movies coming out, and here's the premise, and it's got a couple stars. Yeah. The stars. <laughs> the stars. A star-studded cast. Anne Hathaway. Jason Sudeikis. Jeremy Renner. No, it was not. <laughs> so not true. It, it was on my radar, and I don't think it got released in any theaters near me, near us. Yeah. To my knowledge. 
but I picked it up on Blu-ray fairly quickly, like mm-hmm. within the year that it came out. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to see it because it's it's not often that giant monster movies pop up in uh, Western mainstream movies. Yeah. So I, I was into it or I was into the idea of it and I watched it and I was like, that was weird. Yeah. My first reaction, I was like, mm, no, that I didn't like that. Right. Uh, second viewing, I showed it to my dad and I was like, what the, what do you think about this? But I, I found myself liking it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing it to you, I, I liked it a little, a little tiny bit more. Mm. And I was just kind of like getting more intrigued by the idea of talking about it. Yeah. And yeah. this viewing, I liked it. Maybe as much as the f- I did the first time watching it. Right. Have, has your liking capped off? Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and maybe this movie was not supposed to be analyzed to the degree that I have been mm-hmm. analyzing it, but I really, the shortcomings are very upfront for me. Yeah. Same here. And uh, I find it harder to find things that I actually like. Yeah. It's not aging very well, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and I don't mean like special effects wise, but it's just like the, the novelty is wearing off yeah. and what is left behind is a mediocre at best movie. Yeah. It really is weird because cause I, I've, I've seen very few movies where my feelings are like so mixed, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm like, I really have a tough time telling you whether or not to watch this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, should I watch Colossal? It's like, I guess. Maybe. I don't know who this movie's for, really. I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this because there's so much to talk about. Well, let's introduce... It. it was written and directed by the same man. Yeah, Nacho Libre. Cue the Italian music. Directed by Nacho Vigalando. We had to find out that that guy's just like a fucking American guy with like Hispanic, one Hispanic parent. It's from Italy. From Italy. From the home of the, uh, the, from the the Leaning Tower. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh, and the Rome is there, and Nacho Vigalando. (laughs) He's also from there, for sure. He is. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, so he wrote and directed this. Yeah, so this is like an auteur sort of situation. Yeah, this was his B.A.B. His B.A.B. Like, pretty quickly I started, like, hearing about this. Mm-hmm. I think I was still, like, I had, like, the IGN app because mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, in high school and I was like, God, you hear about the new movie? I don't know. Yeah. You know. Uh, I remember them. I, I remember just seeing, like, uh, this movie's coming out and it's a giant monster movie yeah so like ign you know like put out i remember them putting out something about this Mm -hmm. they were probably paid to do so or something but uh this is around the time that like also a24 uh distribution was sort of starting their star was starting to rise yeah i wanted to touch on that Mm -hmm. and it was like so and like after and i don't i don't think uh it follows was distributed by a24 was it my my point is that like uh sort of like indie darlings you know and like these movies that were getting like you know doing like extremely well at like festivals and stuff mm-hmm. were like really starting to get like some mainstream attention 
Uh, and it was distributed by Radius Dash TWC. Okay. Uh, but you you know what I mean? Like these like these sort of like pretty small movies with no, like I know really mean, yeah. like novel premises or like really interesting like auteur like indie. Yeah, yeah, you know, know just you they were starting to get distributed, and um, there's like combinations of ideas were starting to like show up in these movies, and they're really cool a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, and this kind of came with that. And mm-hmm. This is like more or less an I don't know if I quite call it an indie movie because mm-hmm. it almost feels just a little too big and sort of too mainstream to to call it an indie. But it's it's indie, I guess. I'd call it indie, indie for. American standards, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, just compared to like, you know, how many people fucking saw this movie when it yeah, came out? Fucking yeah. nobody. Mm-hmm. And I guess that doesn't make a movie indie, but it, I feel like it is one of the hallmarks of <laughs> yeah. indie filmmaking. But it came out and it was sort of a, and it felt like a part of that wave. And I, and I remember like watching the trailer, like reading the, you know, like log line or whatever. And it was like, okay, so. You know, it was like an interesting concept. Just like, you know, you throw that, you know, plot idea at me. I was like, okay, this lady, like when she steps onto a playground, uh, a giant monster shows up in Korea. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm interested. That's really weird. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to see how somebody did that. Yeah, I was like, okay, so that sounds like a really weird premise and I'm assuming that there's something to it and mm-hmm. I want to know more. Like, what's just interesting, very mm-hmm. original. And I really, I got a very different movie than what I expected Yeah, from that. And I, I think a lot of people did too. But I don't think that's why I dislike it. No, and and same I, here. But it, yeah, it, it was like I remember it was very different from what I thought I would get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so weird to talk about. I it really, was, I remember uh, Birdman came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like kind of when I started like expanding my horizons the slightest bit. Right. Outside of just the commercial bullshit that was being fed to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. And I saw Birdman and like the trailers had that shot where he was like in a superhero costume. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he played Batman. Oh, it was a superhero movie. So I saw that and then uh, it was completely different from what I expected, but I really, yeah, really it's a liked it. Am- amazing movie. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know I needed that. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, I think 10 Cloverfield Lane had come out before that too. And I was like, okay, I think that's going to be a monster movie. And then that comes out and was completely different from what I was expecting. And so I was like, kind of, I was enjoying that. I was kind of enjoying like the idea of like, you know, you have like this breadcrumb of a blockbuster idea. And then the rest of the movie is like just really thoughtful and slow paced and character driven. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of got the vibe that that's what this was going to do. From the trailers, it's like, okay, that's like a very small piece of what this is going to be. Right, and there's going to be more to it and more interlocking it. and Yeah, and so I was kind of ready for that. And, I mean, it is kind of like, this is a mumblecore movie. Mm, yeah, more or less. It really is. I mean, how many scenes there are of people just sort of talking and, like, talking about nothing? Yeah. Or trying to talk about nothing? Yeah, yeah. Um, are you ready to start like actually talking about the movie or do you want to keep talking about the uh, 
I guess about the ephemera. Yeah. Uh, we'll just get into the movie. Um, there's like, it, it's weird because I have so many, this is a movie where I have like tons of problems with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's almost like more problems than I have with like movies I actually hate. Right. You know, but like, I don't, I can't say I like, I can't say I hate this movie and I'm not even sure if I could say I dislike this movie quite. Mm-hmm. But there's really a lot of pro and like in my opinion, the biggest problem is with the the script, like yeah. for sure. Yeah, and like the concept, it just it casting is a big one for me. Casting a little bit. I was thinking while I was watching the movie is like, are you talking about like Jason Sudeikis? Jason Sudeikis and his friends. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I heard that Anne Hathaway was actually, uh, she played a big part in getting this made. Uh, it was one of those situations where, yeah, where she, she read the script and she was like. She was looking for something. Okay. And this came across and apparently, like it wouldn't have been made without her. That's cool. This wasn't like a big writer or anything. No, yeah. So she she did that. And you can tell her heart's in it. Yeah, yeah. No, she she does a good performance. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing. One of my thoughts like upon this viewing, watching it was like these, the, the script isn't good enough for the performances right? that we're yeah. getting, you know, it's like just, I don't know what it is about the, the dialogue is like really kind of just like not there. I don't like it. Sometimes. And I, I've, I've, I noticed like, this is really similar to shit that I'm writing I mean, not like content-wise, but just the the style of dialogue. Yeah, and I don't here. like it. I'm not happy with the way that I'm writing stuff. It's yeah. very like I, I read it and I'm like, okay, yeah, somebody, this is somebody's first something. All yeah, right, yeah. And it made me uncomfortable watching this, like seeing like very similar mannerisms and like the, yeah. this like really trying very hard to capture real dialogue, mm. and it's just like it's falling so short. Or it's falling a little bit short, but just enough to like tip you off. Yeah, and it's like yeah, this isn't this isn't real. And I also, I think the British guy is really good. Yeah, he's good. But Jason Sudeikis is not the right person to cast in this role. I I sort of agree, but he's still like he once again like he's giving he's giving it all too. Yeah, he's like, trying. He's but... like, I, I don't think his performance is that bad, but I would agree that he's like sort of miscast. He's wrong. I mean, I've I've noticed this more uh, with recent movies that I've seen, like just how important casting is, mm-hmm. and like it is possible to cast the wrong person. Yeah, and I think that was the case with Jason Sudeikis. I I think a comedic act, and I don't think that comedic actors should stick with comedy. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is a reason that people like Jason Sudeikis and uh, Steve Carell and Jim Carrey started acting and got all of their big roles in comedies. Yeah. And it's just, he, I can't buy that he is this person. And I can't, yeah. like, every time he tries to be really serious, it's like, uh yeah, I don't know. Like it's real like, dramatic. And... I feel like he could do dramatic stuff. I haven't seen too much of his. Like once again, he's. It doesn't not... help that the script is bad. Yeah, it's there's just... a lot of moments where he's just like, mm, yeah, and uh, 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 like he's just filling the gaps between lines with yeah, these little yeah. like mumbles, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. No, no, thank you. I'm I'm not crazy about him in this movie, but I don't know. A for effort, I guess, but. 
my my biggest problem with him is is the is just the dialogue that he's given mm-hmm. and just like the way his character goes i'm not against like and not 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 in the sense like i don't like that he turns out to be a bad guy mm-hmm. but that turn is so badly done and we keep going back and fucking forth on it like mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he's actually evil. And then he turns back. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I, I fucked up. Okay. And she's like, okay. And it's like, no, he's like, yeah, we've like already gone past, like in terms of plot, you're already past like uh-huh. the point of no return. Yeah. They've established that he's like a psychopath. Yeah. He's like fucking crazy. He's a piece of shit. And, mm. and it just like the plotting of this movie, it really like, it, it just sort of stagnates, especially like around the the transition from the second to third act. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we just kind of keep doing the same stuff. Yeah. You know, and I just it's like there's so like there's like little problems. You know what I mean? Like there's very like micro like zoom in, just like you know certain word choice for dialogue. Yeah. And like some sort of moments that I feel like could have worked if they were better. If, like maybe the shots were different. Yeah, I was noticing the you know, same thing. It's a little bland. Just, yeah, I get the vibe that like the whole movie wasn't storyboarded. Yeah, some L- like maybe certain sequences were like that opening with the little girl and maybe some of the the monster parts. Uh, definitely the end. But I get the vibe that a lot of this was just like. You know, we're going to put a camera to like kind of to the left of them. Yeah. And we're going to do a shot reverse shot for this like entire scene. Mm-hmm. And it, or like they got to the sets and they were different than what they thought or. I don't know. Something. I mean, it's, I don't. It, yeah. And I don't think the camera work is ugly. No, definitely not. And I like this. Um, they're using anamorphic, I'm assuming. I don't. This was probably shot it digitally. Lo- it looked anamorphic, but yeah, there's it's the, got a, some slight chromatic aberration in a couple places. And I noticed in certain shots you were getting a lot of distortion. Yeah, in yeah. the middle. I don't know if that's them using a big wide lens or I don't know, but I think it could be either way. But I'm pretty sure this is like actual like an anamorphic lens. Mm-hmm. Just you, just that sort of blur. But it kind of looks pretty. It looks nice. The colors are nice. It's pretty well shot i would say you know yeah it just it, it kind of seems half baked to me yeah as far it, as like what somebody was going for it it's like there were parts of this that people were very somebody and i'm assuming it's this nacho man yeah uh who you the know nacho the man. nacho man but i'm assuming he was very like like he kind of wanted to pursue this project because of images like that. Like, um, yeah, there's a shot of Anne Hathaway's character when she's younger Mm -hmm. and she, I think it's after she's been struck by lightning or whatever that is. And there's like, uh, like cherry blossom petals falling on the ground. Yeah. And it's like, okay, somebody had to like really think about this. Yeah. Yeah, this, This is an idea that came to somebody, not somebody like trying to, to do something and then the rest of it feels like somebody trying to fill in the gaps between those fully formed ideas do you, you feel the yeah. same way yeah it, it's really frustrating because there, are one of the main things i like about this movie is that there are a lot of good ideas and there's like actual like inspiration here mm-hmm. like these are inspired like i would elect to use the term if we're you know i i would definitely use the term half-baked instead of half-assed Mm-hmm. here you know it just it, it you know some things haven't quite coalesced and it's like like i don't know it, it's just like there's a lot of disconnected things here 
Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it it feels to me, and this is just me projecting like things I have like fucked up writing. Yeah, just like shit, like bad shit that I've written. Mm-hmm. Where you have an idea and then you like try too hard to sort of build a story around the idea in a way that's like really unnatural and not that you can't like have an idea or like a concept from for like a story and then you know create a story using it but this it maybe i don't know it just doesn't feel like the right story to or quite the right story to go along with this whole like monster idea because that's what i feel like came first and that might be wrong you know Mm -hmm. and that just might me be me like I mean, it might have been two own. completely different ideas that that yeah. somebody that he tried to marry. Yeah, and 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 I mean, it, it, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, but like, I mean, it could it, this. It, the frustrating thing about it is like, I feel like there's something that can work here, and that a lot of the ideas could work together mm-hmm. here, and that for whatever reason, uh, it's just not mixing and it's not coming together. It, it's so much of it, it's easy for me to look at a movie like Godzilla King of the Monsters and say this is what I would have done differently yeah because I can really connect with the things that the writer and director were going for but this is one of those concepts that is so much somebody else's this is like, idea yeah. that I can't even like um let's say, Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. I really like Swiss Army Man, but if Swiss Army Man was fucked up in the same way that this movie is, I wouldn't know how to correct it. No, because, yeah, like it's I'd, such that's a so somebody's somebody baby. else's idea yeah. that I have no idea what you could do mm-hmm. to, to because the only the only person who has the power to course correct that is the same person that thought of the rest of it. Yeah, you know those ideas are in there, and I guess you just have to think about it long enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I am at this movie, I can identify problems with it and things that aren't working or things that I don't like, but I can't really find ways that I could fix the big stuff. I mean, I can say better dialogue, but I can't write better. I can't give you an example of what the dialogue should be like. Yeah, it's Um, just, the best I could say is just not like it is. Yeah, and and editing, we, we both noticed that scene... Where in one of the first bar scenes first goes to the bar, yeah, and meets his friends. The editing is like really bad. Is like it's just Bohemian like, Rhapsody, yeah, it's bad. Just kind of doesn't nonsensical cuts, uh huh. Sort of, and that scene just sort of doesn't have a point. You know, I think like, it's, it's it's introducing like, those characters. But to like, her. I feel like it should have a little more to it, and they're not having like an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's another example of one of those scenes where it's just like, oh, and this, and I used to do this when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's yeah. trying too hard. Yeah. I think, and, and partly, I think we say that because our writing ends up a little bit like this. No, totally, and I'm not. Know, I'm, I'm disclaimer: sh- we're not saying we're better than. Right, I'm shitting movie. on my own writing by saying that it's similar to this. Yeah, because yeah. I don't like this, and it 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 feels like somebody's first movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It it, it it does, but it doesn't. Like it feels like it's like the writer's first movie, but everybody else's experience. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, there's so much given to this movie. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. so much. It, certain plots sort of start out and then go nowhere, and also. And this is something I think we've talked about before at length. I don't know if it's like 
our brains have been ruined by the way that we were forced to analyze stuff in high school, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but like it feels to me, I, I've sort of learned, I think, I think you have too, to sort of get myself off of like one to one analogous story metaphor thinking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this represents this. Yeah. And, but it feels to me like this movie is trying to do something like that. And it's trying to draw some sort of parallel mm-hmm. between, and I mean, it is like, it's like literally her behavior in that, you know, playground parallels the behavior of the monster. So it feels like he's trying to say something about yeah, it's, something. It's something about alcohol. It's something about <sighs> alcoholism and her uh, just destructive uh, nature, like the way that yeah. she she's destructive of like her social interactions I... while she's drunk is supposed to correlate with the giant monster. Yeah, but that like it's like I feel like there's more to it though. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or like there was more to be done with it, and we lost it. Mm-hmm. The I get it. You know, she like comes in, and she like fucks up. It's like, oops. You know, oh, you're kind of. You know, you get drunk and you do things you don't intend. That opening scene is great, by the way. It is. The second opening scene. There are two opening scenes. Yeah. <laughs> There's the one with the girl going back to get her Sailor Moon doll. I, I, I just, it's just a doll. I, but, uh, I, mean, I don't know. And then the second one is Anne Hathaway coming home drunk to her British boyfriend. Yeah. I think the British boyfriend scene's really good. It's it's pretty the, good. That's the one scene where the dialogue it like it feels like a conversation that no, like yeah, somebody had and yeah. he wrote it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's so real. Yeah, it's very good and it's very well acted. Yeah, all, the all this stuff is like well acted. It's just you know you can tell when it's bad dialogue mm-hmm. or like subpar dialogue. Well acted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that scene is really good and it like gets a lot of stuff set up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really does what it's supposed it, to do. Yeah, and it, it, they do a little bit of like, you are like this all the time. This is the kind of person you are. Uh-huh. But it's like fine mm-hmm. and it makes sense that they say it and then that ending where it's like, oh yeah, she was just like full of shit and then all her friends come in but mm-hmm. she's getting threat. That is good. I, I agree. Yeah, I like that. And it's it's... The dialogue there, so much of the movie's dialogue, and maybe it's just because I write like this, and I'm, maybe I'm thinking that he writes like this as well, where I'll come up with a line for a character, and then the, the, I'll be like, okay, where the fuck do I go from this? And like, either either you have the other character say like, oh yeah, and then mm-hmm. you know you go back to the other character, or you have the other character say something completely unrelated. But he does this thing where the boyfriend in the beginning is like, like Anna Hathaway starts to say something. And he's like, nope, don't say that. I know that you're going to say this and then I'll say that and then you'll say this and then I'll say that. And we end up back where, and it kind of leaves her speechless. Yeah. And it's like, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's real strong dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. And I just, the quality wasn't maintained yeah, at that it's level. Just, yeah, sort of rough. And I think it's just, we don't get a very good idea of who the rest of these people are. Besides Jason Sudeikis, mm-hmm. there's that fucking guy who's like it sort of turns into Jason Sudeikis is like lackey, mm-hmm. and he's like you know he's the guy Anne Hathaway is like really attracted to. Yeah, um, the big dumb guy. Yeah, he's smiling. I I really don't. I don't know why, but I dislike him. Yeah, <laughs> I and I I don't like. But also, he doesn't get much of a personality either. 
Uh huh. And I hate that in the end they cut back to him like watching the whole thing play out from a different bar, and they kind of act like that's some ending to his story, which it really isn't. It really isn't, and I got the sense that he didn't matter all that much. Yeah, I mean, he mattered about as much as that other guy who was a cocaine addict, I I guess. I guess. That was such a minor and, like, last-minute thing. Yeah, and we don't see him again after that fucking scene, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. I I don't really know why they get some attention, Mm -hmm. you know, and it feels like we waste a little bit of screen time on them. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like the script is sort of like, oh, well, maybe they kind of play into things. Yeah. But then it feels like it kind of just like, yeah, never mind. They don't really. Yeah. You know, it, it. I don't. And I. Something that bugs me is that the movie goes through the trouble of. They show this whole backstory that they're hinting at through that, throughout the entire time. It's kind of like Anne Hathaway's remembering all of this slowly. Yeah. It's like this incident where she's got this school project that Jason Sudeikis's character <sighs> smashes when they were kids. And so the movie goes out of its way to tell you, like, okay, this is where this originated. This is what turned her into a giant monster, or them both into giant monsters. But it doesn't elaborate on that. You know, like, I hate that. I wish that they'd fucking just leave never it, done that. Just leave it to be a complete mystery at that point. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like this, that idea is like so surreal mm-hmm. that it's like just like don't worry about explaining it. Like trying to inject any sort of logic beyond she goes onto the playground it's just the gonna make you appears. it's just gonna make you ask more questions yeah it's like oh are we actually like is, did this have a reason for happening okay yeah. well that opens up a ton more questions and I think then that's it's like that's one of the reasons why Swiss Army man works so well no yeah it's like okay it just nothing, comes back to life nothing is explained no yeah because it doesn't fucking matter it no, like doesn't matter don't I'm, waste time on it to tell the story like none of this is real to begin with so like just <laughs> yeah. tell your fucking story however you want to do it yeah but like you know make sure it's it's serving the story that you're trying to tell not not some obligatory thing I hate that like they're fucking uh they're like action figures look like they're monsters yeah that That's that kind like- of ruins it because it's like you don't fucking remember that like toy you had, and nobody like that that had to be something you bought too. Like nobody says like these two things that just appeared over the ne- the past like month, right? And that in Seoul, that means that design is something that existed before. Like somebody that would came fucking from figure that out or and say like, oh my god, a cartoon. It's actually a cartoon character, a toy design, or. Right. Something, and it just, it's so... Like I said, it's its opening the door for just more questions. Yeah, I just, I really don't like that. It, it's really ruining a lot of what's working about that idea for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I just don't know why they're trying to play that straight, kinda. They really mm-hmm. don't commit to, like, a tone, I feel like. Yeah, I It's think... part of my problem. I wish that there uh-huh. had been a more fucking indie, arty cunty uh (laughs) yeah i like i like little quirky ass movies Mm -hmm. and i feel like this needed that sort of approach Mm -hmm. of just uh, like a spike jones type approach this is a total like being john malkovich type idea yeah exactly exactly. treat it like that it's Uh like why Uh john malkovich because it works like that Uh uh-huh that's how it works and and they do sort of like explain some things about being john malkovich towards the end i'd say but it, I'd say it doesn't explain, it just kind of explores. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? That's how it feels. It's like kind of expanding on the idea, but not going back on it. Right, yeah. It's not trying to... But, but 
you get what I mean. Like that type of uh, sort of just lens through which to view that story or this idea. Yeah, it's just surreal. Yeah, it's just treat it like that too. You or know, like one and, surreal idea. Yeah, and the music is like too generic. Mm-hmm. have any sort of style and i just wish like the direction was a little more like stiff and awkward mm-hmm. you know and, but it's just like a little too bland to really sort of I, like at one part when they're running to the playground uh mm-hmm. earlier on or not earlier on later on in the movie right before he like punches jason zidius punches anne hathaway mm-hmm. or whatever and then you know stomps on the buildings a bunch he like looks around and he can't find her and then you hear her run behind him Mm-hmm. And she just like sort of flatly runs across. Yeah. It feels a little bit like some Wes Anderson yeah. bit or like it could have been played like that. And a lot of little bits of this movie feel like they could be played off. Uh-huh. Sort of. If I the just, execution yeah, was different. I just feel like this movie needs that sort of tone. Mm-hmm. That Spike Jones, Wes Anderson sort of, you know, Yorgos Lafimos, is that his name? The guy who did The Lobster? Yes, L- Yorgos Lanthimos. Are you casting a spell at me? What? That's the fucking director of the lobster's name. Okay, just don't say that in my house again. <laughs> Yorgos Lanthimos. No. Yorgos Lanthimos. Look, we worship Jesus Christ in this household. <laughs> I don't want none of that <laughs> around here. See that crucifix? <laughs> I don't want that shit turning upside down. I don't know what you're doing. Anyways, yeah. So like, or, you know, the like semi-comedic direction of like the lobster, the favorite, you know, where it's like, you're kind of you're pretty much taking this story seriously, but you're also sort of agreeing and leveling with the audience and saying like, yeah, this is a little silly. Yeah. Anyways, I, I guess all I'm saying is is that it needed like a little more style and a little more quirkiness to match sort of like how weird the idea is mm-hmm. because it feels like they're trying to play it too straight. I think I've already said this at this point, but it really just it feels like the wrong treatment of the idea and there's like a, just the wrong approach to create a movie that works around this idea i heard in a review of this somebody called it experimental and my problem uh, is that it's not experimental yeah get a little more i if this was an experimental movie in like any way even if it was like experimental to the point where like it's not even like a coherent you know yeah, uh, yeah narrative yeah. and like i couldn't even like really understand what it was saying i think that would be more fitting yeah yeah it's 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 just they're almost saying stuff mm-hmm. and it's and i and i'm left with like two choices it's, it's like i in terms of like metaphor or what he's trying to say mm-hmm. uh, it's either that he doesn't really know and that he's just sort of free flow type thing you know mm-hmm. and like it doesn't mean anything or like kind of means whatever came from my subconscious or it means something very particular right and i'm not getting it mm-hmm. and that's fine it's just sort of like what am i not getting you know i i feel like i'm not here it's like i get the you know the whole like you know alcoholism or like con- trouble controlling yourself or whatever mm-hmm. with the early on but as soon as the fact that jason sudeikis comes in and he's also one, it's like, I don't even know. Like, are you doing anything? Well, I think because it, they're saying that Jason Sudeikis also has an alcohol problem, but he's not trying to control it. And they're saying something with that. But also, my thing is that at the end, they fucking throw that away. Yeah, no. Where she it, goes to that bar it. in Korea, and they just sort of treat it like it's been like this fucking silly little just unimportant or not unimportant but like 
malleable thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, but... It does, though. Yeah, I thought the whole movie was telling me that it did. And it's also... I think it's trying to say something about... So, here was my original problem with the movie. Now, I... I'm like even less sure that this is what it was trying to do, but I get the vibe. Like it's very, I mean, it's got one woman. It's the central character is a woman and it, it it deals exclusively in the types of relationships that she has with men. Yeah. She has like the strict boyfriend who's got her best interests in mind at the beginning. She's got like the big dumb guy that doesn't care that she's just blindly attracted to. And then she's got this guy who's infatuated with her who is just fucking crazy and wants to control her. And then also the cokehead guy. Yeah, he is there. He is also there (laughs) to say weird stuff. But Jason Sudeikis turns out to be an asshole. Yeah. And I guess when I first watched the movie, I get I, I I took it as they were less sympathetic towards the British guy. Now I kind of see like he is like kind of like the most good character, I guess, yeah. or at least like in the movie's eyes, he's a like a good person. He's got her best interests, I guess, so, in mind. Yeah. But he he also gets like kind of controlling at the end and that's where it gets kind of confusing for me is because like what do you want me to feel here like what are you going for it kind of just feels like the movie's just shitting on men it's saying like men are the problem you know what i mean but i don't even know if it's even that coherent you know right that's what uh, on recent viewings that's i i feel like that's yeah so that was like your original yeah now you're like that's not really what they're saying yeah well yeah I don't know. I think now I don't know if that's what they were trying to say, and it frustrates me even more how unclear it is. Yeah. I just want to know, like, are you trying to do something? Because it feels, it really feels like they are. Like, I was, uh, I I watched The Irishman again recently, and watching that a second time, it doesn't, like, spell things out for you, but it really, it lingers in places where it wants you to think, and it gives you time to think, and obviously this movie should, you know, I'm not... Demanding that it be as good as, yeah, you know, a, a, a Martin Scorsese, you know, at the end of his career, yeah, <laughs> like an uh, extremely yeah. uh, seasoned and meditative director. Mm-hmm. But it, it just that's kind of an example of what a good movie does where like it it does become more clear mm-hmm. on subsequent viewings, like what it was trying, you know, the things that it's trying to focus on. Right. And here it just the focus seems to be less on the things that I remember it focusing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like the things they choose to focus on and like certain story, character, and plot choices are so oblique for the root idea of the whole giant monster thing that it really does feel like they are chosen for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it like it sort of seems so against the grain mm-hmm. of what you would expect to do that it's like, okay, what what is it? What you know, like I I just give me a little something, give me yeah. something. You know, I, I I I don't demand that movies mean things all the time. You know, or like you know, give me direct parallels and metaphors all the time. That's really the opposite of what I fucking want. But here, it just it feels like I'm not getting it. Uh huh. You know, like something, and it's something that they want me to get. Uh huh. And I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it makes this movie, this movie isn't like frustrate. Well, it is frustrating, but like to watch it doesn't make me mad, but it is like, it's tough. It's like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I I really do want to like this movie. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on and the people are good and it looks okay and but I don't know. Yeah. Uh do you want to talk about the visual effects? I'm sure. Uh they're pretty good. You said this was a fifteen million dollar budget? Yeah, fifteen million dollars. It's pretty good. I mean they keep the monsters in the dark mostly, which is always a great idea. Yep. Um uh, Anne Hathaway's monster is in the daylight. At the end. At the end, yeah. And it looks all right. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah, it's, uh, this is like a straight up indie budget and they're, you know, I imagine a good bit of, a good little chunk of the money at least went to Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. and Jason Sudeikis. Or maybe not since she was like sort of financing. Yeah, I, I think that might, she might not have demanded a whole lot of money if she was helping get it made. Either way, you know, a lot of money goes into just uh-huh. a little movie like this making it look okay, but. Mm-hmm. They did pretty well with the visual effects, considering. Yeah, those have aged pretty well. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe them enough, and I can suspend my disbelief. Designs okay. Yeah, I like that. They feel almost like, uh, like Pacific Rim rejects. Yeah, yeah. Especially the robot. Yeah, totally. It feels like some shit that would be in the second Pacific Rim movie. (laughs) Yeah. Her design is a little more original. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like for what it is. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But with movies that don't have uh, an attachment to a franchise like giant monster movies yeah. in the West, I, I noticed a lot of people are very quick to just be like, if there's any giant monster in a movie, people are like, oh, it's like Godzilla. It's like a Godzilla movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think they did a, a good enough job keeping this monster like original looking to mm-hmm. where like that's not even on it's anybody's not a lizard. mind. It's not a dinosaur yeah, or anything. It's just like sort of a big monster. Yeah, a big kind of tree looking. It looked a little bit like tree bark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, like tree bark. It's a pretty original design. I like it. And it gives, it's got like identity. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of the other stuff in this movie. Yeah. You know, uh, that is one thing that's like a nice little like, you know, put that on a poster. It's like, ooh. And if you want to see some, uh, if you want to buy some art or some some merch uh, with this monster yeah. done in the style of our logo, you can visit our Tee Public, you which sure is can. in the show notes. Go. If you want to wear this. Go now, go. If you want to wear this guy on your shirt or on your coffee mug or on your travel mug or on a baby onesie or on a sticker laptop case or on a magnet or if you want it on a tapestry or if you want it on a a handbag or onesie i've said onesie (laughs) t-shirt then you can buy it on rt public you sure can and the cool thing about rt public is that we make so much money from it (laughs) if you buy this i get like all of the money that you paid. If you yeah. pay thirty dollars, I get thirty dollars. <laughs> That's how it works, baby. That's how the t-shirt industry works. Yes, sir. Whatever. Nice design. Um, and the robot looks pretty good too. Uh, yeah, it looks like kind of Pacific Rim quality. Like when they yeah. show him like cracking his knuckles and stuff. I'm yeah. pretty sure like Gypsy Danger does the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, and it looks about as good. Yeah. Keeping it, that shit in the dark helps. Yeah, and they just sort of, I think they know, I think they just probably had some really good guys doing this. Yeah, some yeah. Some guys really good at what they were doing. Uh-huh. Um, there was a, a really cool shot towards the end of Soul where they had uh, comped the robot in 
between a few buildings and it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just makes me wish there were more modern, like relatively high budget giant monster movies. Yeah. Because yeah. like they can look so good now. Yeah, it doesn't take a ton. Yeah. Obviously shown by this movie. And and mentioning Soul, I don't know if I'm out of line here, mm-hmm. but why Soul? Is it too genre or like too obvious to say like why not that's Japan? The, that's the only reason I could think that they wouldn't do Japan is that that would be like too on the nose. But yeah, at it's the same like, time, like yeah, you're paying homage to this genre that was like totally Japan's yeah thing. Japan's thing. So it's like it just to me, it's a little bit like I get not wanting to do Japan because it's too obvious, but also you move it to South Korea and it's like. Okay, but why? Yeah, what, I don't know. I don't know? have. I don't have. A I big don't have too big of a problem with it. But again, it, it's like, uh, it's like it could be that they don't want to do something obvious. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but are you trying to do something mm-hmm. at the same time? I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe I'm just looking at this movie in the wrong way. Uh, I wouldn't say it's completely my fault, but you know, it could be partially my problem. Mm-hmm. Certain problems that I have with this movie, I wouldn't count out the possibility of it just being my fault mm-hmm. in the way that I perceive this movie. I think my first viewing of this colored my subsequent feelings. Yeah, maybe uh, a little bit. Pretty intensely, but they're really not negative feelings. It's just a little bit like I don't know what to make mm-hmm. of a lot of the choices. I like the here. idea of a giant monster movie that's really not about giant monsters. Me too. Yeah, we've talked about that in like the Cloverfield episode or whatever. I really like putting giant monsters and trying to do, you know, spins on that mm-hmm. and like different sorts of movies and just injecting mm-hmm. a giant monster or trying to build a different type of movie around it. Yeah. I like that. It's cool. It's fresh and it's exciting, but this is just off in so many places that it's like ah mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a little it's just frustrating to watch and but also it makes it a great thing to talk about uh there's an epic part of this movie uh-huh a lot of the stuff has aged fine mm-hmm. visual effects have aged pretty well and they're probably going to continue to age pretty well yeah um other things will not age so well yeah uh, particularly uh, after the robot, Jason Sudeikis robot, first appears, mm-hmm. or one of the second one, what you know, one of the earliest ones, and Anne Hathaway slaps him. Yeah, it's after shortly the after. Robot. Yeah, after the robot, Anne Hathaway slaps Jason Sudeikis, and that happens, and people are like, "Woo!" Uh-huh. You know, um, and she sort of get becomes solidified as like the good mm-hmm. one. They try. Yeah, to- there's a news report. They and... try to do. I, I can tell this is an attempt to to emulate what would actually happen. Yeah, but it's so out of touch, and it's just gonna keep getting worse. Yeah, it's only gonna be worse. It, uh, it was wrong for the time that it was made, and it's yeah, it's yeah. only getting worse. Only getting worse. I remember in 2018 or whatever when we watched this. Mm-hmm. It's, so the part is, you know, it's when the news happens, and they're like, you know, like. People on the internet, uh, on, on inter- so- social media websites, Ugh. and then they show YouTube. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is so fucking yeah, awful it's just like ugh and then like they they show it's like some it's as if somebody made a meme and it's just fucking like shots from the movie yeah and yeah. uh she slaps the robot and they somebody put a fucking the, the thug it's, life it's one of those fucking like MLG edits from like 2013 <laughs> <laughs> where they give it they put like a joint in her mouth yeah, and those stupid pixel sunglasses yeah it's just thug life and like that that renaissance you know uh-huh. rap font and it's just like that's so like seizurely seizure inducingly bad yeah it uh, sucks it would be cool if it was like a ladybird type thing where it's like if you watch it a second time you'll notice it's like it's actually set in 2012 yeah you know yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. just for that's that's time period accuracy. Uh huh. Accuracy. Accuracy. <laughs> but it, that that is like, uh, may it's just because we are we are a couple of extremely online guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like so bad. It's like really just like take it out of the movie. And one thing you can tell, <sighs> stuff like that is trying to. That ties back into the tone mm-hmm. where they're trying to be like, okay, this is happening in the real world. Right. This isn't some quirky, uh, different world like, you know, being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where there's the tiny floor <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like between seven two other floors. Floor 7.5 or whatever. Seven yeah, this isn't happening in a world like that. This is happening in the real world. So when they show you stuff that doesn't quite line up with real world shit, it feels wrong. Like yeah. one thing they show, it's like a, a live feed or supposed to like an eyewitness view of the monsters when they attack. And it's like this super well composed mm-hmm. shot from like underneath people. Like they're running past the camera. Yeah. And it's a uh, horizontal, uh, it's landscape instead of portrait. And like <laughs> nobody, nobody would be filming a giant monster in landscape. They might not even be filming it that in that place first of all like if people are running away you know it's i mean we know like that shit that happened in beirut yeah like that if there was a giant monster attack it would look like that yeah you know horrible shit horrible quality you know that video of like the wedding or whatever yeah that's the best you would get yeah nobody would be filming this you know with anything better than their cell phone and even if they're doing it with their cell phone, they're, like, they're doing it through like Snapchat or yeah. fucking TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're doing it through some shitty app that's making your camera even worse. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. And, so and little stuff like that tipped me off. Yeah, I just, and that's like general like pet peeves that a lot of, that's not something that just this movie does. Uh-huh. But it, 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 I think in the case of this movie, it hurts it a little more than it would other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm not exactly sure of the reality that we exist in in this movie. So one point I'd like to talk about, I have a couple more talking points to keep us going and then we can get into our Don Fries because we have been talking for a pretty, we've squeezed a lot out of this yeah. viewing, especially there's compared a, to our last episode. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So, and this is just something that came to me, but the fact that she walks through the park and that's when she becomes a giant monster. It's not like a big reveal or anything, but I kind of wish that was like kept a little more secret. Yeah, especially it's pretty, in the marketing. Yeah, it's pretty clear immediately, especially if you've seen the trailer, what's going on. The trailer just gives you the premise, and what yeah. it doesn't give you is the mumblecore shit that fills out the the rest of the runtime. <laughs> yeah, and 
but I, when I was watching it, I was like, it would be really cool. Like, obviously, everybody watching this movie is probably watching it because they know that she turns into a giant monster when she goes into the park. Right. Or she yeah. controls a giant monster, whatever. But if they didn't, if they didn't go that route with the advertising, I thought it would be really cool the first time she walks through the park and she has that bag of, like, laundry or whatever that is. She's got the uh, air mattress. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I thought it would be really cool if they shot the park as if it were a miniature city. Like if mm. they if they went through like, you know, the old Godzilla movies and yeah. kind of looked at like camera positioning for when they shot like destruction yeah. scenes. I thought yeah. it would be really cool to photograph like the swing set and stuff as if they were like buildings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be such a like a, an easy way to be like communicate to the audience like, okay, when you find out that this happens in a few minutes, then it makes total sense to you. Right, yeah. But, I don't know, that that just came off as, like, a missed opportunity to me. Yeah, there are lots of missed opportunities in this movie. It just, like, near misses, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's, it's, that's the thing. And, it, it, and that that is really a big part of what keeps me from, like, disliking this movie is that there are, like, a ton of good ideas mm-hmm. and, like, there's a lot of creativity here and a lot of like, it feels genuine. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, like I said earlier, it doesn't feel like it's being half-assed really. Um, It just feels like they didn't quite hit the mark, but everybody's heart was in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted this thing to be good and gave a fuck. Yeah. You know, but it just, yeah, it's, it's really just, it doesn't, it isn't the best movie that it could have been. You know, mm-hmm. and it's such an original movie that nobody's gonna get a second crack. At yeah, this, you know, yeah. it's just disheartening and a bit, you know, just disappointing. Especially when watching it upon the first time, I was like, ah, this didn't quite. It didn't land. Rise to the occasion that it could have. I don't know. Yeah. You ready Do for Don Fry? Yeah, let's go ahead and get in. So Don Fry. I've been kicked in the head by a horse a few times. Did I go last? You went last. I went time. last, yeah. Okay. So you gotta go. Well, uh, I mean, I pretty much said everything that I thought about this movie. Um, I just kind of wanted a little bit more out of it, and even like I, I know. I mean, if you've listened to the whole thing, you know why we don't like it. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you say you don't like this movie, people automatically assume you just want more monster stuff, which is totally not the not the truth. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. I think the giant monster stuff was actually like the part that was working best about this movie. Yeah, and there's a perfect amount of it. It didn't leave me wanting. Yeah, it didn't. It, it, but it also didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, yeah, totally. It didn't. It, it found take the too perfect much. balance of monster stuff, but the stuff with the characters was not good, really. And uh, what drags this movie down in a lot of places is. Like, it's really easy to identify where this movie went wrong, I think. Like you said, dialogue, you can easily tell. If you're paying a fraction of attention to this movie, you can tell what happened, yeah. you know, or why you don't. You can diagnose why you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Editing, dialogue, the music. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. The, the cast. didn't talk about the music, but the music's, like, pretty bland. Yeah, and I one of the reasons we mentioned that is because somebody has been very vocal about their love love of, of this movie of the the soundtrack the movie yeah. and the music the in music it. especially received a special mention and nothing wrong with that nothing uh, wrong with that but but except they're wrong i don't know why they liked the 
I certainly don't understand why they like the music so much. The movie um, you is, can feel however you want about it, but the, the this music's music, generic. It's very generic. It's like and, and it's ill fitting. Yeah, some scenes it's not quite. Uh, you know, music can bring out so much in a visual. Mm-hmm. You know, and this I, the the compositions in this really don't uh, amplify what needs to be amplified. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can fucking save scenes with music. Something's like, yeah. you know, you can like definitely like, it can be a band aid, yeah, on stuff. And this, the like a couple of climactic scenes just needed like, you know, put a little more behind it. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's Bear McCreary, so it's like, he can do that. I feel yeah, like. what's the fucking excuse? Yeah, you know? what? Why isn't you know? I I don't know, but uh, the, the the he did a great job with Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah. The movie's got a fucking awesome score. It's great. So I don't know what happened here. He just, yeah, it's it's another place where this movie just falls a little bit short. It's not horrible music, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not like super noteworthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and, and, and it's not where it could be. Yeah, if it, just drawing attention to the music will immediately make you realize how not special it is. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I've heard so much worse, but it's like, yeah, it's Just, not terrible, but it's definitely some of the, a couple of the problems. I feel it like could have been fixed by, or at least yeah, reduced. I mean, as much as this movie needed a more uh, distinct visual identity, it needed a more distinct sound. Yeah, audio, auditory, adoral, adoral, adoral identity. Auditory. But it, it didn't. It needs its a sound. This movie, this world in the movie needs a sound and yeah. it doesn't have one because yeah. it like kind of, again, it just doesn't know if it wants to be real or if it wants to be this weird little non-reality. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. But. Anyways, yeah. go on with you, Don Fries. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So this, yeah, it's not great, but you can identify so many problems with it. And I think the biggest offense that this movie commits is the fact that it is a giant monster movie, which is something that we love. And it could have been a chance to arouse interest in the giant monster genre or just movies featuring giant monsters. Or just provide a, sorry, a different spin on it. Yeah. You know? I I think that giant monsters are... I don't want to say they're like easy, but they are uh, a good, sure method to having like uh, stuff represent other stuff. I guess yeah. they're they're a good way to tell a story about multiple things. You can you can have things happen on different levels because the monsters are on a different level than the humans are, like literally. Yeah, yeah. and I think that this movie squandering that and making this like a not exceptional. Or not even not exceptional, but just like, but the fact that this movie couldn't even like just suck, you know what I mean? It couldn't just yeah. like take the hit and be awful. Yeah, I think that is kind of a bad thing for giant monster movies as a whole. Yeah, and I mean, it was it was years until after this thing came out that I heard giant monster movie fans even talk about it. Yeah, and even then, it was like. Nobody really feels strongly, mm-hmm. or I guess some people do. There's always somebody who cares strongly, yeah. But just from the masses, G- yeah. Apathy. General response is like <laughs> mid, you know. Yeah, you watch and like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So three point five Don Fries wow. out of ten. Gee. Uh, not crazy about this movie. <sighs> I. Uh... 
I said a lot of what I wanted to, but you know, it, this is, this is a pretty frustrating movie to watch because, and I, and I think like just the idea and how weird it is and how offbeat just that very general premise is, uh, earns the movie, uh, a lot of points in my mind and like makes it like, is like so much, it, it's so much of what makes the movie interesting, you know? And I re- like the dialogue's not very good, but it, I definitely heard like worse. There's like the music isn't the worst I've heard, and the visuals are okay, and the acting, in my opinion, is pretty good. And but the it doesn't matter when your script isn't where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I have a hard time like really going against this movie and really like calling it, like I said, I can't call it like a bad movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I, I definitely would not call it a good one either. Uh, it's, uh, but my feelings aren't apathy either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it just, at the end of the day, it feels like a bit of a misfire, a bit of a missed opportunity because like this whole giant monster, it's a genre like ripe for subversion, Mm-hmm. Cause it's been played straight for like so long. Yeah. Like so little like tr- people like trying to do something with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Cloverfield kind of. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim, not really subverting or anything, but sort of doing, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just frustrating because this, this is really something I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's something that I really want to do with this genre is similar to this. So it's like really frustrating to watch somebody miss. Yeah. Um, and then that ending, I, I really don't like the ending and how she like, it seems like she's going to go back to drinking and it's like that, like actually it makes me a little mad. Cause it's like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. I thought she changed. Did she not? And it's just like a nice little, like nut tap. Yeah. You know, it's like, wh- why would you do that? Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck did, what? You know, but um, I don't know. Not too much about this movie frustrates me. It's a five for me. Mm-hmm. I like it's not apathy, but I can't go too much one way or the other okay. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So last week I forgot to mention that we were watching this movie, and after a massive public outcry, <laughs> yeah. protests in the streets, we're seven, bringing it back. Yeah, seven okay. dead police officers, <laughs> forty-two dead protesters. Bloodbath is what they're calling it. So, next episode, we are reviewing Gamera versus Guiron. Yay! All right, Gratton, I'm about to cuss for the end of our episode. So, I want to make sure, I want you to make sure that you hit the censor button and that you bleep out the cuss word I'm about to say because I don't want to hear anybody hearing me say the F word or no whatever. No problem. So, you've got it, right? Yeah, I've got so this. I'm about to say what the F. Right? Okay. And you got to censor the F part, okay? All right. All right, here we go. One, two, three. What the fuck? Do you censor me? Yeah, I did. Thanks. Thanks.